Welcome to Courageous Leadership with Virginia Prodan, training you to lead with courage. Hello, everyone. We are so happy for you to be back at Courageous Leadership with Virginia Pratan. We love, we love to encourage you from my own experience and other people experience that there is a courageous leader in you that you can develop and flourish that uh, courageous uh, leaders with the skills and talents that, that we, we use. Many times I use my own book, my own memoir, Virginia Pradhan books.com to give you example. But today, because I love to bring courageous leaders to our, our podcast. Today, we have an amazing, an amazing lady and a courageous leader. Her name is Alison Maloney. She is the owner of Alison May Public Relationships. She's the co-host of Wake Up America um, Weekend, and she's the best-selling author. Uh, Alison... Welcome here. Please introduce yourself. Thank you so much. This is such an honor to be with you. Yeah, as you mentioned, my name is Allison Maloney, and I am the owner of a public relations firm, and I most recently got the job as being the co-host for Wake Up America Weekend on Newsmax, and just wrote a book, and that just came out a couple of weeks ago, so it's been a busy couple of weeks. <laughs> oh, I... Uh... I admire you. I believe that I met you at uh, NRB here in Dallas, Texas, and I just love the way you approach people, the way you approach life. And I know uh, that doesn't come from today. Can you tell us how you started? Oh, yes. <laughs> so I started, I, I really, I think I really started when I was nine years old. So when I was nine years old, I wanted to be a news anchor. I met a news anchor and she was gracious enough to take me to the TV station, the local TV station in Massachusetts. And I got to see how the news was put together. And I go home after school and instead of riding my bike and playing outside like all the other kids, I would go and I would go through the newspaper and I write news scripts and news stories. I then get dressed up, put makeup on, and I pretend I was doing the news from my bedroom. And I took that throughout you know, my high school career. I did the newspaper and yearbook and then uh, got out of college and worked at a small local TV station, moved my way around, and then ended up in Providence, Rhode Island did some news, but then I realized that this was a really, really challenging job. I was working nights, holidays, weekends. I wanted to start a family. So I got out of the business, uh, did some marketing and then started my own public relations company. And then the reason why I got back into news is because I was uh, pitching myself as an expert, which is what I talk about in the book is how do you get in the magazines, on the podcast, on TV as an expert. And it just kind of grew from there. They started having me fill in for shows and, and here I am. So I, I have the best of both worlds. Wow, that is wonderful. Um, you know what you said as a kid that you dream, you went home and you, you didn't play like uh, what we call normal kids, but you follow your dream. You know, sometimes during Olympics, uh, you see people 
um, going back on different uh, people that won uh, medals and everything. And they have pictures and video of them when they were small and they were putting books underneath their feet and they were standing there saying, I want a gold medal. And that's how they, they started their dream. Many times in my own, um, uh, when I speak to people, uh, many times, and even in my book, I, I said my dream started in a different way. But also when I was small, six years old, I noticed people around me being fearful to speak the truth, mm-hmm. you know, because the government was oppressive. And for me, it was a terror to see that fear, but also a fire in me saying, I will not grow up to live like them. I want to find the truth and speak up for the truth. And with all this in mind, because you so wonderfully express how your dream and how you follow your dream, I want our audience and our viewers to take a step back and look at the skills and talents that they have, because that is their purpose in life. You know, we make the mistake many times to compare ourselves and then to say, oh, I don't have this, I don't have that. But there is something in you the skill, the talents that God gave you that you can create amazing things and what I call a significant life, a courageous life, and can be a courageous leader. Do you agree on that? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, too, we have to take out of our mind that that it's not, you know, um, A to Z, that sometimes we have to take a step back or we have to go off that path that we thought we were supposed to be on and, you know, believe that we are where we are because that's where we're supposed to be. And, you know, I wanted to be a network news anchor by the time I was, when I, my goal was when I was 25. Well, that didn't happen. I actually left the business for 20 years until I got into this role as a news anchor at the network level. And it just, there was a reason why I was able to get get experience on doing other things. So I think that we have to, there's a couple of things. One is just if, if we go off track, it's okay, we're supposed to. And the other is I do really believe in visualizing what you want and where you want to be. Is sitting there, you know, when I was a child, like imagining me in that studio, imagining me doing things. And I think that if we sit down and write what we want to do and just imagine being there, I do think it can be possible. And I think that we get frustrated because we want everything now, right? We want to to be the leader. We want to own a business. We want to write a book now, but it takes time. And I think just be patient with where you're going and just believe that you are where you're supposed to be. I totally agree with that. And I want to ask you, what would you say to a young mother who is staying home, um, giving up her education to raise a family, to mold kids, and maybe she thinks that it's a wasting time. You said it so wonderfully that sometimes we go a different way because we are supposed to learn skills and talent talents that we we're going to use it later. What would you say to them? 
Well, first, if you are a mom and staying home with kids, you have the hardest job in the world. <laughs> I, I did it. Um, I, I did it. I worked part time, but I have three children. So that is the most important and most difficult job. Um, but I, I, I think that, you know, again, I kind of took a step back in my career. I, I took a job, you know, so I could work part time, but be home with them that just because they get out of their role of what they think they're supposed to do. You can always get back in or there may be something even better. And I think with COVID, that really opened our eyes and a lot of businesses' eyes to that. People can work from home. They can work at different hours. They can be flexible. And for, um, I, I mean, maybe because I'm a mom, but we can multitask like nobody's business. So we can have three different projects going on and feed our kids and think about dinner and get them from soccer. So moms are superheroes and being a, a mom is the best job. But also if you think, you know, okay, when the kids go to school, maybe I want to get back into the workforce. Absolutely. Absolutely, you can. That is absolutely per perfect. I agree with you. I have three kids, and for a long time, I work at my uh, as a lawyer, but I also work at home because mm -hmm. as a single mom, it's very hard, you know, to cover everything. But I agree with you. My kids taught me so much. They taught me how to negotiate. <laughs> they, all three of them will jump on me and everything. So I, you know, with arguments and, you know, ideas. So I learned that. I also learned from them that I need to understand first where people come from. And each one of them in order to respond. And the list goes on and on. That is when you look back, and I know for each one of us, it's easier to look back and say, oh, it wasn't a wasted time. It was a time that I learned so much. But I want them, mothers, to be, uh, to be encouraged that they are trained right now for something amazing. And plus, that it's my perspective. I hope you agree with me and everybody agrees with me. When you mold your kids, you mold the next generation of America or wherever you, you might be. So I don't believe that there is any more important role than that one. So. Yeah. No, I agree. It's funny that you said they, they taught you to negotiate because right no matter if you have one child or, or, or five they're all different and you do have to learn how to deal with like i have to talk to my middle one very differently than i talk to my oldest or youngest and then you know if you get back in the workforce it's just dealing with coworkers or with employees that you have to know personalities and how to work with different personalities and gosh they, they teach you patience they, they teach you so many things but negotiating that is definitely one that they teach you Yes, that is so true. So tell us, what was the most important um, desire for you to go back? And also, what steps did you take to go back to uh, your dream, your, your dream when you were six years old? Yeah, I, baby steps. So I just I started, you know, trying to get myself as as a contributor. So trying to get me on as a guest for some TV and um, I was able to get in the door and do that. Um, I wasn't getting paid for it. I would drive three hours to New York for a, a four to five minute segment and then drive back because I knew I should be in the studio. I'll be able to meet people that way versus being remote. So I started doing that and I kept saying yes. They would ask me to do something and I would say, yes, I can do that. And I would figure out a way. But 
I, but again, this is different now because I'm not full time there. So if they ask me to, to, I mean, I'm, I'm on Saturdays, but if there's other days during the week that, that they want me to work, I say yes or no, based on what my kids have going on, based on my business. So it's kind of, I'm doing it my way versus if I got this job when I was 30 years old and I would have to do it their way. Um, and it just was a slow process and I felt more in control, more mature, uh, more experienced, which is why I wasn't meant to be a news anchor at the age of 25. I was meant to raise my children and get all my experience in the business world. That is so amazing. You, you mentioned priorities and you also mentioned uh, being flexible, you know, and giving back. Three things, very, very important that I really believe we have to keep in mind. You know, sometimes if you are not having those, let's just talk about those three things that you mentioned, you know, you others might be more flexible than you are and others might establish priorities in a different way. Even when you say to people, I have to take care of my family, you might think or you might be, oh, maybe they will not call me next time. You will be amazed that people respect that mm-hmm. because they have families too. So don't be discouraged on, on that. So um, after you you apply all this, uh, all those, you know, negotiation, giving back, uh, being flexible, what happened? So I, I, they offered me a job, <laughs> which was great. So now I, I get to, to, which is perfect because it's on a Saturday. I, you know, I can be home by one o'clock. I'm, you know, not missing, you know, games in the afternoon. I can be with the kids during the week, Monday through Friday. So it just seemed to work out. But even if it didn't, I, I think as you get older, you just gain more confidence. And instead of thinking the, this is the end of the world, I didn't get the job or they don't want me as an anchor. Okay. It's not meant to be. I I think just getting older and experience has taught me that not meant to be, there must be something else, you know, out there. And then you just keep plugging away. And I think at this point you have to do what makes you happy and, and flexible. And my kids are my priority. So obviously I'm a single mom, so I have to work to put food on the table, but I also have to be there for them. So it's this difficult balance that I think a lot of moms and dads struggle with. Yeah, I and um, you, you're right. Confidence comes from doing, practicing, and uh, making sure that you know exactly what you want in life and put all those priorities and everything. Tell us how you started to write and why you started to write the book. I've so I, I've wanted to write this book for a while, actually. There's a book that I started writing over three years ago that I stopped, and this that will be my next book. But I started doing these quick 15-second videos. They were called PR tips. I would throw them up on LinkedIn, on, you know, on Twitter. And it was just a quick little tip about public relations, marketing, social media. And someone said, you should put these all in a book. And I said, that's actually a good idea. So I started writing it. Then I stopped and then I started, but um, New Year's Eve of 2021 came and I said, I'm going to write this book this year. So I, I did, I, I went to Florida. I started writing it at home and that was not working out because I got distracted. So I took three days. I went down to Florida by myself, shut my phone off and started writing. And um, I started that, I want to say February and my book was submitted in, by April and then it came out. So a less than a year process. And it was 
it was awesome. I loved the, the writing process was great. Uh, the editing was not so much and, and the proofing and, and then the marketing that was not fun for me, but the writing was great. I could just sit there and write. So on to the next book, it'll be a good excuse to go to Florida in the winter. Yes, <laughs> for a yes. couple of days. When you write, I remember writing and even now I'm still uh, trying to write. I mean, I'm organizing for three books and sometimes your thoughts go from one to another and everything and you have to be organized. But indeed, it takes time and you have to be alone to set the time by yourself, close every door, close everything, phone, everything and start writing. I remember even during the night, I will have ideas and I will say, oh, I remember next time. Mm -mm. I, I, I had to wake up take the computer and start writing because he was gone the, the next day. So um, it, it's a, it's a, a hard process. It's a, a long process. And writing, uh, you know, writing a book does not end there. When I finished my book, 300 pages, it was double the manuscript. So the, because when you write a memoir, you try to include as many things possible. But in it, like you did in your tips, you have to go and see which one is more important and which yes. one everybody can use, you know, because you can have something specific and particular about this. And um, what was the response to your book? How people, how people see it? So, so far, so good. It was the bestseller on Amazon. And um, people have told me that it's an easy read. It's very, somebody told me that they've never read a book front to back. And they actually did. I asked them how many margaritas they had while they were reading it, but they said none. So, so people are are loving it, which is great. Um, I've gotten a lot of good reviews. So I, I, my goal was to give somebody a guide if you couldn't afford a public relations agency and you wanted to try and get press, whether it was local or national. And I just wanted to share everything I know that, you know, what happens in newsrooms and how the meetings are like, and who do you actually pitch to? And, and here's how things happen behind the scenes, because nobody really talks about that. Um, And I think it's important for people to understand you know, what the news is looking for and how do you find a certain reporter for a specific industry? So people are loving it. I'm, I'm like, thrilled. that was a scary part where you write it and that's good. And then all of a sudden it's out and you're like, are people going to like it? What if they, what if they don't like it? What if they think I'm a horrible writer? You know, you have all these questions, but so far so good. That is wonderful. Would you tell us and our audience and our viewers where they can find the book and how they can get in touch with you? I hope you want them also to watch you on Saturday. I would love that. Yeah. Yes. So you can, it's on Amazon, which is a pretty easy find. And then it's also, I think it's on Barnes and Noble online and Target online. I don't, it's not in like actual bookstores yet, but all online. It's called Breaking in the News, Build Buzz for Your Brand. And then you can catch me on Wake Up America weekend on Saturdays from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern on Newsmax. And if you don't have it with your cable subscriber, you can just stream it through. There's an app where you can go online to get it. So and then just social media. It's Allison Maloney. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Um, I am on TikTok. I'm not a really good person on TikTok, but I am on it. My kids make fun of me. They're like, Mom, you, you have like five followers. You can't you can't do it. But 
I'm on it. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Thank you so very much, Allison. We uh, we have so much enjoy everything, all the values that you share with us, mm-hmm. and I hope my uh, our audience and our viewer, viewers agree with me. We hope uh, you will come back to us. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. If you want to know more about Virginia Prodan, her coaching program, buy her book, Saving My Assassin, or invite Virginia to speak at your events, visit virginiaprodanbooks.com.